Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, boy, look at the technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Start. 112. There you go. 5 4 3 to 1. G'day, viewers, and welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 112. That zany podcast where we take a light hearted look at motor racing, both national and international, gadgets and emerging technologies, and occasionally barbecues or cooking. Roast dinners tonight. Roast dinners tonight, indeed, Johnny. How are you, JP? Good to have you over here on this quite almost wintry. It is awesome very wintry. It's only eight, days. eight degrees this morning, and I think it's going to be the same tomorrow morning, so we're going to have another cold night. Well, it's always a little bit colder down in McLaren Vale. It is, you're right, especially if you're uh, nearly a water bag trip away. But uh, the good thing is, at least it's if you're closer to opening up supermarkets down the southeast, and I hear you're off again for a big opening on the way to Pack Print. I and, am indeed. Uh, in, um, in Melbourne with, Next week. with, with De Hef. Yep, that's right. We're off. Off to, off to Melbourne. Jeff Shed, the big printing exhibition. Pack print uh, once every four years, I believe. Yes, once every and, four uh, years. And yep. where the uh, the buyers and marketers of the printing industry get together to, you know, buy and market. Buy. Expensive. <laughs> I don't know how much buying there's going to be going on though. Yes. Well, you know the good thing about printing industries, um, and bless Rene Rivkin. <laughs> Offset Alpine. Offset Alpine. They don't need to insure the machinery too much because, well, only for fire, which is what he did, because it's pretty hard to steal an offset printing machine, isn't it? Definitely a bit difficult. And whilst we're not in a, we're not doing a podcast or a radio show about printing technology, I mean, it has changed a lot, hasn't it, in the last 10 years? Oh, in the last 10 years, it's absolutely changed out of sight, really. When you think about the old days of film and, you know, uh, scanners, as in drum film scanners, and it's all just done on computer now. Everything, basically. But no film anymore, all direct to plate and straight on the machine. Oh, yeah, look, I have a theory about all this sort of stuff. You know, everybody decided that they wanted to buy, go out and buy inkjet printers for their home from Canon or Hewlett Packard or Epson, and, and then they've got to get the special paper and the inks. And, I it. mean, the machinery's a loss leader. Everyone's making, they're all making the money on the inks and the paper. Oh, it's the consumer. So oh, now I've got to buy a computer, have a special yeah. room. Hello, whatever happened to going down the road and getting your prints done and putting them in the album because everybody's got the images locked on a digital camera. No one's got them there for grandma to see. Yeah, or they're on the computer and you just have to do your little slideshow and burn it to DVD. Just but, my little bitch on technology this yeah, week. Yeah, well, it's true. And, you know, the number of times I get people now going, oh, my hard drive's crashed, um, but I've got all these photos on there that I need. So... What are you drinking anyway? But I'm having a uh, sneaky Kangrilla Road uh, 2006 Shiraz tonight. Oh, Kangrilla and Road, McLaren Vale. Water yeah. bag trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I must say though that it, when you take the top off it, it it's it's not, you, it is one of those wines you need to have a little rest. And so she's another, just a sub $20 wine. Yep. Um, and, and I like, I really like these basic McLaren labels. McLaren Vale Shiraz. Basic labels. In fact, uh, speaking of labels, Daniel Harkness is in town. Who's been uh, his her mo- his mother, 
Barbara yes, Harkins, Barbara. Yep. is a very clever wine label designer who Daniel tells me this morning has uh, seen a little bit of a local downturn and is picking up their labels out of the American market. Yep. Um, he's down here for a second shoulder reconstruction. Oh, really? Uh, uh, after he uh, he had a huge skate skateboarding. Well, no wonder. <laughs> snowboarding accident in Austria snowboarding. In, oh, in, in, right. in December and had to be uh, airlifted out. Uh, All right. Poor bloke, he uh, wasn't so well, but uh, he's, he's on the road to recovery. Yeah, so he, he dropped in today and, and, and that was that. Was that. He's a, uh, remember the old days of Panos in 2002? Yes. He was there working with me up in Sydney before that fateful call from I yourself and yeah. International to come down here before <laughs> International did a runner. That's right. What about yourself, mate? I'm on the um, the uh, Jeff Merrill Shiraz cab from uh, McLaren Vale. Also, is that uh, does that require a bit of breathing as well? Yeah, L- let me just a have a breathe. let me just I, have a sip I, of that. I think that with the uh, with the McLaren Vale wines, generally in my experience, they all benefit from a little bit of uh, air because they're all fairly tight in the bottle. They seem to be so usually. Yes, Give them about half an hour in the glass, and they're beautiful. I think that's got a little bit more, um, more body. Well, not so much body, but more, a little bit more fruit content. Yeah, well, I think the Cadillac's probably uh, kicking in a bit. Anyway, let's move on. I suppose we should talk about motorsport, shouldn't we? Over to you, sir. Well, Homebush, the big launch. Now, was there some delicious irony in the fact that the cars were travelling down the bus lane over the Harbour Bridge? <laughs> <It was. laughs> I thought there was. <laughs> I didn't see it as I the bus someone lane. someone might have set them up. I didn't yeah. say it was the bus lane. I thought that was the slow lane in pit. And then there's the other guys that are sort of <laughs> yeah, on the fast well, lane. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't a crash. Well, I mean, the, the police escort. Although, you know, there's a photo I see uh, in Motorsport News or somewhere. And there's a little guy on one of those... I think it's a cameraman actually taking the photos of him. But he's on one of those silly little bikes, you know, with the with the fluoro gear on. And you go, oh, I wouldn't like to be sitting in front of one of them. On the right is a bloke, which you can't see his face in public, uh, driving a B-double. He's probably about to kill someone on an intersection walking yeah, their dog. Yeah, oh, that's not very nice. Well, there's been a bit it's, of that down here in South Australia. There has been, been, but, you know, good. the guy didn't even know he'd done it. Oh, you know, fair's fair. Nor did she know she'd stolen the bar mat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's different lady, different circumstance. But you know, well, our friends were paying. Was it a lady driver of the B double? No, <laughs> fool. Anyway, so Homebush, yes, the big launch. Uh, lots of rah rah rah. Um, you know, all the boys and girls were there. It it's looking good. I I, don't know, I read an article during the week from Scafi, uh, who was talking about what they've done with the circuit because I, I understand he's a consultant in the circuit design and even though it looks fairly boring on the map um they reckon that some of the uh, some of the turns and uh, the the profiling of the corners has been very very cleverly designed and there's supposedly at least three or four decent overtaking areas so uh, yeah all it's all looking quite good i think i just hope that the crowds get there i certainly do too i i'm you know i'm still a bit skeptical about uh about the whole Sydney scenario, not for um, for V8 supercars tr- not trying their best, but because it, it is a town that's overly stimulated. Um, however, which is a bit like Melbourne with the Grand Prix, uh, certainly. But the price of the Grand Prix and the, the, you know it, it it doesn't attract everybody. It, it's who can afford to go. So let's no. hope that Homebush is priced sensibly 
for more, say the the blue collar workers that are yep. living out past Parramatta, and I don't want to say that in a derogatory class manner. structural no. sort of uh, manner. Yep. Uh, when you think that Parramatta is the geographic heart of uh, Sydney, mm. um, I, I really just hope it will be a good thing. Uh, looking at looking at the circuit map, JP, yep. it, it appears that it's not really that interesting. But I think that there will be some um, some bits and pieces that will uh, uh, the chicanes will be more interesting than the quick than the the, the uh, than the long the track map initially portrays it to be. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, and the price-wise, I believe that like the the, the cheapest ticket's going to be like thirty-five bucks for a general admission on Friday, and um, about two ninety-nine or whatever for a three-day grandstand seat, which. Two ninety nine is a little bit high. Right, I, I think it's very expensive. eighty bucks a day for a grandstand seats Con- about. I reckon about where it should be, but you know. you know, considering the quality of the television production that Channel yep. Seven is producing, look if you've never been to it and you want to smell and get a frame of reference on it, of course you've got to go. Absolutely, and but you just—I'm not saying that V Eight Supercars are stealing the money. They're trying to do the right thing, and definitely Tony Cochran, an Adelaide guy, has always had a mandate to make something work in Sydney. I yep. really hope it does. Oh, I um, certainly do too. Because if they can, then they're going to get the support of the media yep. from Sydney, which have always been relatively lacking, and is going to start following the, following the category. Well, I think the, me- the media support of the sport in general is not as good as it could be. And this could be the big thing... In actually, general media. Yeah, in mainstream media. Yes. Um, and this could be the thing that actually kicks it off and, and kicks it along. You know, and it was interesting, I, I meant to say something last week, about Fogues' interview that he did when he was over here at the Clipsal 500 um, with uh, Grant Denyer. And, uh, you know, Denyer was actually referring to the fact that the mainstream media as a rule, and even TV, prior to Channel 7 getting the V8 coverage largely ignores motorsport and it's you know it's shaping up to be the third biggest thing in the country after AFL NRL and uh, and the cricket etc etc and it's not getting anywhere near the coverage that those sports get so uh, no, this could so. really kick it along quite nicely yes Anyway, uh, weekend after next, I suppose we go to the coldest place in the world, Simmons Plains. <laughs> down in which, Taz. Um, I think I'm actually going to probably go down uh, with uh, Keithy George, yeah. uh, Jack Ilsgood, after his success at Winton. Um, he was had some concerns about the straights, as he had said, like yep. all the events. Uh, but I think he's got a little bit of a trick up his sleeve there, and, and he's shown that if he can get up there, he knows how to hold his line and... Um, well, I'm certainly, I mean, okay, he may be complaining a bit about the speed on the straights, but uh, he's certainly got a good car getting into the corners and getting back out again. So, uh, you know, I think on a track like that, that could uh, that could certainly be in his favour. I'm planning to go down a, a few days early and uh, catch up with my good mate Rob Sherrard. Oh, yeah. Who, um, as we know, has the Sauber C9, which are, yep. you uh, and saw a, a beautiful article in Motor Magazine, Motor, Motor uh, Magazine running around yeah. Simmons Plains. Yes, it was actually. Yeah. So, um, Rob and I'll probably get some toys out and if it's That'd a nice off. day, <laughs> if waste some petrol. <laughs> you can't say that. Oh. It'd be research. He's basically wasting saying, anything. He just said, Can you just come down and cook me a roast dinner? I yeah, know how good you are at it. <laughs> and he wants to do a show. Oh, well, that'll be good. Oh, no, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I should yeah. look forward to that. Time is, uh, time is a bit compressed because there's a lot of stuff going on all. As there is at this time of the year. Well, yeah, because with, with, um, 
there's, there's overseas trips to be made. There are. But this weekend, um, and thank God that it has been um, sensibly placed not on the same weekend as the Le Mans 24 Hours that had the previous year. Yep. Uh, Nürburgring 24 Hour. Um, and that's going to be a, an intense an intense battle in the Eiffel Mountains for sure. Oh, um, always is, but I think this year is going to be good. And there's a good Australian contingent this year, of course. As usual. I mean, Rickshaw must be making a lot of money. Well, he must be uh, tuning a lot of RX-7s. That's well, all I know. He's spending someone's money he doesn't have. He's, uh, he's driving a BMW 130i. Was that what he... Uh, drove in the uh, 12 hour well they're damn good little cars I mean yeah, they they've are. basically got a, like a, a slightly detuned M3 engine in, yeah. in, in the lightweight chassis so I think they're 135 yeah, one, but, but yeah. he's going for a class win and, and he knows he's not an outright guy and that, that's cool but uh, there's a few uh, others there. so what about yeah, the Rick's uh, there the regulars the Quins and oh the yeah well Tony Quins, Quins up there with the Porsche company. 997 RSR of course with the uh, with Clark and uh, Craig Baird and, and Grant, then you? Grant, Jimmy's having a drive. That's yes, great, isn't it? I'm really good. pleased. We have to say, how good. Oh, I'm so impressed with it. Well, how he's bounced back. Yeah. Bates' articles were very good in auto yep. action. And, and that's just a wonderful thing to see a guy who has just suffered uh, huge adversity. Can you imagine the tenacity of him as a race car driver um, saying, oh, okay, like I'm 48th out of 49th in a race? But I've got three hours to go. <laughs> After what he's been through, yeah. he w- you would never give up. Mm. He's the kind of guy you need in a race car. And didn't he just go so well at Winton? I'm just he really did. impressed. He, no, he had a great weekend, and you know, good on him, I reckon. So yeah, I mean, that was look, good stuff. Without taking it away from him, the the, the sort of the depth of field at at uh, Fujitsu was sort of fallen fallen away. It, it's created a huge a huge gap there. Uh, to the V8, the, the main. You mean between game. the main game and the and the uh, runoff? Yeah, and yeah. you're seeing some of the Support some series. of the high some of the names that were in lower categories, uh, and, and 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 those in in Career Cup and things like that, moving up into a more complicated category in terms of working out how the how the car works, struggling a little bit. But yeah, um, right. Uh, last year, uh, in fact, the last two year, the um, the Manthe Racing uh, Porsche 997. Um, uh, with Mark Lieb in the car, as was uh, I think uh, he was with uh, Roman Dumas, and uh, I'll have to come up and think their names um, specifically. Um, uh, one uh, very well. Oh no, Marcel Tiemann and uh, Timo Bernard. Yep, they won last year under the watchful eye of yeah Manthe Racing, who's um, owned by Count Olaf. Ah, oh, the old Count Olaf. That's right. Mm. And well, I don't mean Jim Carey. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> now, I noticed that uh, Mal Rose is dragging the Commodore over there again. Well, I don't think he's brought it to Tony Alpha. Well, I don't know. Maybe he just leaves it parked in a car park somewhere in Europe and then just goes yeah. over and picks it Tony up. Tony Alford, Pink Donuts. <laughs> That's Tony Alford. Yeah, the very same. Dink Donuts. And, uh, and who else is there? Um, oh... Uh, who uh, Rodney Forbes is now? He's actually in an overseas uh, car. Ginger nut can't get a girlfriend yep. in uh, and a BMW M3 no less. So oh. uh, that'll be interesting to see how they go too. There's plenty of money going on there out the door. <laughs> plenty of money going off. Yeah. yeah. But um, my good friend. Um, yeah, do we know yeah. if there's any TV? Sorry. Any what? Any TV? Oh, I, I wonder whether there might be a bit on one HD or something. That'd be nice I, uh, to see. I haven't, um, I haven't really checked all that out. Um, one interesting um, uh, pairing, just to bring uh, some of the people uh, back into uh, 
the earlier days of racing that uh, you all will remember that we ran black Texaco Sierras uh, mm-hmm. in the late 80s here. Well, Volkswagen is uh, having a factory entry in the race with uh, five of VW Scirocco's. Scirocco. Okay, however you prefer to. A very, very pretty little car, the old Scirocco, and this is the new one now, I presume. These ones, however, are uh, being run by compressed natural gas engines. Really? And um, Klaus Niedwitz is in the car. (laughs) Talking of the Eggenberger Sierra. That's right. Yeah. Was it Eggenburgers? Yeah, it was Eggenburgers. Texas it was like Sierra's was Eggenburger. Wasn't that? Eggenburger sounds like it was the Moffat car. No, no, no. It was the Moffat, 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 the no, white Moffat, ANZ Sierra. was... Uh, House Nedvitz. Yeah. And uh, Steve Soper. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, and, and Klaus the, Ludwig. Yeah, they were the Eggenburger Sierras. And okay, they got you go. Disqualified and gave Peter Brock his ninth win. Mm. So there well, you go. it wasn't the first time that Peter Brock won a, won a race with those guys around because the first round, of, do you remember the, the World Touring Car Championship, they took he and Alan Moffat teamed up in the VL, L, yep. VL Mobile HDT car coming sixth. Yep. They had them all disqualified in front, which were running BMW M3s. The yeah. little square ones, which were very pretty little cars. Yeah, they were, and they used to go well too. And they were, ooh, they were BMW work cars. Yeah. Well, that was where the dude made his name, wasn't it? In the in the Bimmers. <laughs> well, no, he didn't. He'd never heard of him until Tony Longers punched him out. <laughs> yeah, but he was in the <laughs> the Diet Coke. That was the next next variant up from that. Oh, all right. Do you remember that? Do you remember when Tony Longers got out and punched yeah, Paul yeah. Morris? That was, that's a famous bit of footage, that. Yeah, well, I mean... Mm. It's about, is it on YouTube? I haven't even looked, but I think we should. No, a pack of arseholes? <laughs> that's Jim. Um, <laughs> and more information about what's coming up shortly. But look, I, I would have loved to have gone to this event, but having so many things on at the same time and then going to be in Europe for most of June, which we'll get on a little bit later, um, there are a four... Le Mans series spec Audi R8s entered. Is that and, right? Um, yeah, my, uh, my mate Pierre Kaffer oh, is yeah? in one of them uh, with, with Lucas Lure and Christian Art. And, uh, well, you know, I'll be seeing him with Risi at uh, Le Mans Le 24 Mans. Hour. And, and obviously yeah, he's in the Farnbacher GT2 with, with Alan. Yep. Now, what's the difference between Pierre Kaffer and Alan Simonson? Apart from the fact that they come from different countries. And they're virtually identical speed and age was. I don't know what else is the difference. Kaffer's a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, g'day, Uncle Al. <laughs> He's easy. <laughs> I got got to go and stir the. Um, oh, you can tell the viewers what we're having. Well, all right. Well, while you're doing it, I'll tell them. So Johnny's got this uh, deluxe roast in the oven, viewers. Organic. Organic chicken. A whole organic chicken. Stuffed, stuffed with nothing. One point eight. No, stuffed with it's stuffed with bacon. Oh, bacon. And tarragon. And bacon and tarragon. Very good. Okay. Very good. Bacon is bacon, by the way, viewers. Just in case you were getting confused there. And um, so we've got that, and we've got some uh, mushrooms happening, and uh, also there are a load of potatoes with Italian herbs and seasoning and stuff all over them. Um, what else? Anything else? Oh, you did your special shallots. potatoes. Shallots. No, I've done the potatoes. And I'm doing uh, viewers, just I'm up here in the, uh, the kitchen area. This is the uh, 
putting a little bit of cream in here now with the, uh, the mushroom, which are in a little light chicken stock. I'm going to put a little splash of white wine in there. Uh, of course, feel free to, even if you're, if you're not drinking alcohol, don't be afraid to use wine because as soon as you uh, heat it, it cooks all the alcohol content off. It, it does, and you just get the flavour. That's it, no alcohol, but lots of flavour. That's why JP never has anything like that. <laughs> of course, never, ever. So. Right, move on, JP, next story. Well, I'm just thinking, well, maybe we should probably go on to uh, Formula One. And the, it was a bit of an anticlimax last Friday. They had the big powwow and the big crunch meeting that they were going to be having at this hotel at Heathrow Airport. Everybody rocked up, and um, it was a stalemate. No, no real direction was given, other than, I presume, they're getting closer to some sort of understanding, and everybody knows where they're at, you know, and what corner they're standing in. Um, Bernie's come out though and said that um, both parties did agree that the controversial two-tier system should not go ahead. So, okay, there'll be a single, it'll all be single rules, one set of rules for everybody. But um, what the outcome of um, special uh, dispensation for low-budget teams or anything like that, uh, whether that still comes to the fore or not, I don't know. But um, they reckon that the Bernie reckons that the two-tier system is highly unlikely to proceed now, and everyone will be under the same regs. So I think that's just going to be an ongoing saga for about probably another couple of weeks. But it, look, isn't it good at least that they've got to the point where they've gone, okay, <laughs> let's let's all try and pull together. And you know, I believe that the bloody media. They've just beaten this whole thing up to sell because what are they going to do? We're going, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. A, B. Yeah, and suddenly know. it's all the bloody media, and that's not us, <laughs> is responsible for just creating all this drama yeah, I mean, like they have with the financial. They've made a lot up. of drama out of it and they've stirred the pot a lot, without a doubt. But you've still got to wonder about maybe uh, the fact that Ferrari went to get a legal injunction. Does that just mean they're hot-headed Italians or what? Oh, it's hard to say, JP. I think you. I think you're fairly on the money there, but but it, you know, I'm trying to work out what this what this battle about capping is about. Is it, is it about saying, well, well, we're Ferrari and we're a brand, and we've got lots of money and we want to spend it. <laughs> Rust, yeah. Rusty sausage. Good evening. Hello, Rusty. The show. Excuse me, Viz, but she has had a lamb shank for dinner tonight. And she's, she's never just... had one before, and she spent the last hour <laughs> ripping it gnawing her, 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 her chin off. <laughs> you had it, and she's trying to get up on this pillow that she can't. <laughs> she's given up, that'll do. You... <laughs> Let me tell you, viewers, the dog is funny, isn't it? And yeah. she's got meaty chop. That, look at that bun so over there. I reckon that, yeah, you're right. I mean, Ferrari have got a lot of money, but how if, if big teams like Ferrari keep throwing their weight around, and going, no, 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 you know, we've got lots of money, we want to spend it. Where are we ever going to get any new blood in Formula One? Everybody's going to be put off. No one's going to have the money to compete. So the whole idea of this thing when it was kicked off was that it would give some underprivileged, in inverted commas, whether it be financially, technically or whatever, teams the chance to actually get in there and compete. And, yes, yeah, so if they were allowed a few more freedoms in terms of the rules, then... You know, that would hopefully 
getting the sponsorship and they'd get some decent results and we'd get some new blood in Formula One, which is what we've needed for so long. Well, Lola has put their hand up saying they're going to join. Yep. Um, or put an application in. And, and it appears that whilst applications for the 2010 championship uh, must be in by May 29. Right. There's quite a few uh, teams that probably... So USF1 and all that stuff? Well, well I think USF1 is quite clearly going yep. to be in. And, and, but it's, it's more the, the, the current stock of people who, who may be going, well, we want to see what's going on. <laughs> She's <laughs> given up on she, it now. That dog has, yep. has eaten too much. <laughs> and <laughs> look at this growing a bit of foot. Um, they're going to um, probably wait and see what, what, what comes out of the, the meeting. So, but at least the two-tier solution, yes, which wasn't a solution, has been scrapped. Well, that would appear to be... So it's either we have... And I would suggest it'll go on another year mm. where, all right, just, you know, let's just bring the costs down, but we won't put this huge clamp on everybody at this point. Yeah. I think you've got to keep the freedoms there. Um, I'd like to see more um, developments in, uh, in electronics because I think the electronics is a relatively low-cost solution yeah. but very hard to police from a racing from a, a parity point of view and this is the thing with um, anything electronic and tech you know that's high tech you know you even start talking about some of the old um, supposed cheating that went on you know even going back eight to ten years ago with launch controls and you know so all these different rumors great racing well, and that's really what yeah, but it's not only got to create great racing for the teams that are there now. It's got to create great racing and pull some new blood into the sport, and that is really the thing. So that dog is just absolutely. <laughs> Have a look at him. He's <laughs> got one leg up. You are absolutely gonzo. Oh, dog! She's never had a lamb shank in a night in her life, oh. and um, she has now. Yeah. So what else have you got? Tom Christensen. Oh, won yeah. the last round of the DTM Championship, the German yes. Touring Car Touring. Championship for Audi last weekend, and following following uh, his success, has declared really my future's in endurance racing in sports cars, which, well, he's synonymous. Well, synonymous. That's what he was always doing with sports cars, but went on to say, I believe the beginning of a golden era in sports cars is about to start, like the old days. Now. Wouldn't that be lovely? Folks has called me a sports, sports car, car tragic. tragic. <laughs> Luckily, he's on a plane flying miles away from here at this very moment, which <laughs> to Indy, where we will be talking to him, I believe, uh, Saturday, uh, 11.30 in the morning, JP, you'll be joining me here for a conversation with him and International Paulie after Carb Day uh, at 10 o'clock evening their time. So that should be pretty interesting to That'd see, uh, hear, what, hear what's going on there. But... Uh, Look, I, I just I just think I think it's a, a, a it's a great way forward, um, and people identify with sports cars. Oh, they do. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the best thing about sports cars is the fact that they got roofs. <laughs> because but they're also the, very the average punter can I mean, Formula One, for all of its glory and everything else, and the fact that it is the pinnacle, blah 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 blah. The cars are alien to ninety five percent of the population. Whereas at least once you get to sports cars, they've got that sort of exotic look, but like people can identify with Ferraris and Porsches and things like that. And there's a lot more reality to it that brings the punters of this world, it brings their interest on. I mean, when you think Mercedes McLaren, 
that's a great partnership. Mm. But the majority of the world can't afford Mercedes. Mm. People can probably afford a BMW. I mean, you know, and, I'm, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but um, perhaps if, perhaps Force India could could work with, like, the, the, the Tata. Yes. And yeah. there's no reason why I mean, get the engineering skills could not be developed yeah. and then brought down into the into the population because mm. they certainly have co- economy of scale. Oh, without a doubt. And, and again, I, it would, I think that would be fantastic to see Force India work with Tata and, and bring the Jags back to Le Mans. And, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't. The Jags back? Yeah. The Jags back to Le Mans? Well, what about them at Bathurst? We could have well, John yeah, Goss <laughs> teaming up with Rick Shaw, the two side talkers of Australian motorsport. <laughs> well, hey, Tom Walkinshaw might get back behind the wheel. If <laughs> there's a jag at Bathurst. Strange, stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Those dirty Bastos Rovers. <laughs> oh, Rovers. Oh, of- now that really is scary. Yeah. But anyway, um, now you got stood up by Ash. Yeah, yeah, got stood up by Ash. Yeah, yeah. Long streak of pelican shit that he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not often you hear him say something like that. He's bloody, you know, oh, no, he, got, he definitely took umbrage when I cancelled going for a drink with him about two weeks ago on a, on a Tuesday night or whenever it was because my air conditioner had blown up at home and I had to go and see the repairman. He took umbrage to that and we were all teed up for a drink tonight, viewers, before I came round to see Johnny and he pulled the pin on me and I reckon he's just done it deliberately. But there you go. We better have a quick uh, check out what the food's doing, and then we'll come back for part two. But we just want to point out, viewers, we're not editing. No, we're definitely not editing. We're just turning off right now. We're just pausing. Well, the ambulance has been called for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) They've they've, they've, they've turned up. A crane will be required. Definitely. I don't know. Thank you for your help there, JP, with the uh, the dinner. Looks good. Smells good. Tech time! Tech time! What's happening? Well, uh, Apple started 3.0 operating system push notification testing, and um, it appears it's going to be. For the iPhone? Very annoying. Modify this for the viewers? What we don't. Sorry? Sorry? For the iPhone. For the 3.0 iPhone. for the iPhone. For the iPhone. Just for the viewers who don't know what 3.0 refers well, to. Well, it's going to be very annoying. Push notification. It'll be sort of. It'll stop bothering me. But then again, isn't that what Twitter's about? It's Apparently, push yeah. notification. Yeah, it is. And maybe they've looked at that. And, I mean, you know, when you think about the rumours that uh, Apple was twine, trying to buy Twitter. Twine. It's harder. Say that. Trying to buy Twitter. Trying to buy the Twitter. Twine. Oh, that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have to wonder about that. Um, I see that um, the iPhone actually uh, did very well in a uh, some user survey or the other uh, week before last. I believe it was. Um, there's really not been anything earth-shattering in tech this week. However, there was an article uh, written by two gurus from... Um, one was an Australian guy whose name escapes me and an American, and they collaborated on the top ten disappointments in technology. <laughs> what was that? <coughs> it was very interesting. Um, unfortunately, I didn't bloody even print out the top ten, but... A couple of things of note were that the Apple Lisa was around about number seven, I think. Uh, Virtual reality actually got panned quite heavily because they reckon that because of processor power not being up to it and 
headsets and gloves and all these other things that it's really not uh, gone anywhere that you know it was hyped up so heavily and it's not gone anywhere um, but interestingly the top two the top two of the 10 most disappointing bits of technology at number two we have the zoom <laughs> you know yeah. how we love to can the zoom well it appears and at right, number let, one was on vista vista yeah. <laughs> so there you go like a, it's a Vista situation. It was like one of those magi home-cooked meals. <laughs> well, one of the, the, the rumours in the last few days is that the new uh, iPhone, which will be crippleware-based, meaning that everything will be loaded and you'll have to unlock the features as required, uh, will be an OLED-based screen, mm. uh, which will be very, very good and very low on battery life, organic lead. Yep. Um, very nice uh, concept. And also that... Uh, and Telecom New Zealand is in a very good communications with um, with them to uh, do something very unusual with the third generation iPhone coming up. Who knows? Telecom New Zealand. Oh yes, I know. There's all twelve customers have been lobbying for it. <laughs> you know, a bit like that championship over there with the cars that look like saloon cars. But anyway, well, we, we we love them. We do. And I'm a New Zealander from. Oh, no, I'm not. Yes, you were. From the very old days. Yeah, a long, 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 long time ago. What else? Uh, and, I'm, 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 viewers, I'm going to be reading here from uh, my reference points. Uh, nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> can that. Not so much happened. Heaps in tech this week, then. That's yeah, it. there's really not been too much else around. Oh, hold on, though. There is, a, there is something in tech that I just suddenly thought of that we should push, and that is that... Here in sunny old Adelaide, because we're so big on recycling and lack of plastic bag use, um, we've actually got Australia's first recycling plant for CRT and uh, old CRT um, TVs and uh, computer screens. It's absolutely great. Once the desalination project is all working, they'll be able to water that plant daily. (laughs) No, so it's, it's it's definitely a good, because they reckon something like... I think it's about 3 million TV sets a year go into landfill currently and they're full of lead and all sorts of other nasty stuff so doing recycling that should all be good and those big tubes those big clunky tubes that you've all thrown out on the footpath for the hard rubbish collection now you've got your LEDs and your LCDs and your plasmas let yeah, me, all that glass will be recycled let me give you a tip viewers or in the case of this there are screens involved perhaps listeners Mm. what happens to your lounge room when you dump your crt screen and buy a flat panel you get a lot of room back you got it jp you're (laughs) on the money you're a master chef technology tomorrow night (laughs) you're invited Uh, that's right so johnny you're off overseas i am apparently Apparently. 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 It's all low-key about it, viewers. Well, Off yeah, to I'm, I'm low-key about it because there are so many different bits you've got to plug together to make it all work. But, uh, yes, looks like I'm going to go away the, the majority of June. Um, having, um, having just finished building a website for a Danish car manufacturer called Aquila. Mm-hmm. Aquila, racingcars.com. That's an A-Q-U-I-L-A, racingcars.com. And they are, they are the manufacturers of, uh, really, deluxe Group C sports cars right um or replicas thereof um in the traditional 
aluminium honeycomb fashion, no carbon fibre. Is that right? And, there, and, and, that. and it's been built specifically to accommodate two drivers or a driver, a driver and a passenger. Yep. Well, it could be a wife, and she'll be the driver as well, <laughs> even though she's got a hand on it, so to speak. <laughs> and um, the mandate from the company, apart from building race-winning cars, yep. uh, which they which they will they do, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, is to allow people who have an enjoyment of food and pastimes to be able to fit in the car. Oh. And it means if you're a fat fuck, you can <laughs> buy one of these cars. We don't edit viewers. And get in it. And, and I mean, I'm just telling it to you straight. You are. So you can be tall, like the yeah. ash, or yeah. you can be rotund. Right. Like Magna, Magda Zavansky wasn't. Exactly. No more. <laughs> That's it. Jenny Craig's fixed that for her. Do you know that? Was it Jenny? Well, yeah, she's been advertising it on TV. She must have been getting a special deal. There didn't? you go. Oh, I suspect she was. So there you go. So anyway, <laughs> so you're doing the Aquila stuff? Oh, the Aquila so stuff. So you're off yeah, to so, Denmark? So basically, as well I'm as gonna, Yep, I'm up, mate. That's the plan. Early uh, 2nd of June, uh, over to Copenhagen to um, uh, do a little bit of stuff uh, uh, in Copenhagen before going over to Graham, north of Hamburg to the Aquila factory and then on to Anderstorp in Sweden for the second round of the Belray Sports Car Championship Challenge um, with Aquila. Right. A few days later, um, I'm going to head off to um, Le Mans, 24-hour. Pa- can you believe my luck? <laughs> Go on. Can you believe my luck? Uh, <laughs> a, a Danish magazine, which I did some stuff with last year, has said, would you like to come along um, as, a, as a guest of Ferrari UK? They're giving us a, a Scuderia 430 to drive from London. From Slough. Uh, slough? Slough. Slough. Yeah, Slough. 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 No, slough, slough sounds good. Which I noticed, luckily, slough. is only 12 and a half k's from the airport. Oh, it's not far from the airport at all. Oh, That's yeah. right. M4, mate. Yeah, I'm not M4 to Slough. I want to be paying for it. Yep. Um, to Le Mans. So you're cruising all the way across, basically yep. across Europe, through the channel. I, I suppose so. you'd be on the channel, yeah. On the train, yeah. and uh, then down into Le Mans on the evening, or the early morning of Thursday, but we're probably arriving there around about 6 o'clock, but bear in mind, it doesn't get dark till 11. Qualifying True. starts at 7, and uh, one of the mandates is that we are trying to do a comparison between the Scuderia 430 road car and the GT2 race cars. How far apart are they? Right. Uh, I've managed to get uh, in touch with Fiona Miller from Risi, Risi Competition from of America, um, and she's agreed to make the Ferrari 430 available um, along with Farnbacher oh, uh, and Horst uh, Farnbacher and Dominic, and uh, which I will be working with anyway. Yep. Alan Simonson in the car, and can you believe it? I mean, it's just the smallest world, isn't it? At the high end of sports car racing, was there's. Uh, Pierre Kaffer, yep. who was driving the Audi R8 a moment ago at, at the <laughs> Nürburgring, is, who joins Alan in the uh, Farnbacher car, uh, sponsored by Hankook, for um, selected Le Mans events where the American Le Mans series doesn't clash with his schedule. So it should be funny. I, I think oh, I can see a very, time. very humorous photo shoot. Well, I don't know about the Alan side of being humorous, <laughs> but I don't know. Kaffer's a funny bloke. If you look back at the 2008 Le Mans 24 hour.com website, you'll see a quite a little You will indeed. And back on the bike, 
trip into on the town. on the Ferrari note. Yes. Um, a Ferrari doing a big push to Le Mans this year just because of um, the Presidente uh, starting the race. That's not my feeling, JP. I, I think that uh, Luca uh, de Montezemo. I think I'm really that's why I did right. That's why I called him. I get it right by the time yeah. I meet him. Yep. Has been asked to do the Grand Master. We talked about this before, but we did. And I, I just my, my gut feeling is really is that they're going to announce a sports car program. Right. They're going to go. They've got we've yeah. had a gut full of Formula One, mm. and, and it's just it's sort of just you can sort of start feeling this in the last few days, dog. <laughs> Four sticks in the air over there. Um, their 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 return on their brand investment in Formula One is diminished. Yeah, and for them to pull back for maybe a couple of years and go sports car racing, mm-hmm. um, which is really their heritage. And to traditionally, they've done that so many times over the years. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. You know, the, the, sorry, as I'm like getting up to go and look at the kitchen. Not another look at the kitchen. Well, this is, you know, look, it's a, it's a conversation, JP. I oh, know it is. No, we don't make any apologies. Are you going to pause, they get a pause the iPod or what? Or am I going to have to try and dream something up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, then back to, after Le Mans, back in the, in the Ferrari, if uh, all is good. Yep. And um, up to Copenhagen again, and then to and the next round of the Belray SSC Championship, where Aquila... Is providing all the race cars uh, for those uh, that are you know interested in running in that category within the championship, right? Um, and uh, is that back in in Scandinavia? Or? Yes, it's yeah. it's in Denmark in a right. place called Ajurs uh, Ringland uh, or Ringland. I, 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 <laughs> bloody Danish <laughs> pastry is a good bar. And uh, isn't that funny how? Uh, um, Frederick's brother, Jochenman, had bought one. He did. He did. That's right. And we don't even want to go in to talk about how Mary used to work for Simon Reynolds in Love Agency in the Rocks. No, because we've done that already. Computers to them. Oh, this is just, so we'll just, just going ignore that for a minute. This in the last week. So, no, it was the week before. Uh, we spoke about that last week. Viewers, are you bored with hearing him regurgitate all last week's stuff? And he's up there fanning reducing about in the kitchen. Nicely. Reducing, good, good. We've actually uh, put all this juice and cream and butter and stuff in with the mushrooms and uh, it's just simmering away up there. Got anything else to say, JP? No, I reckon I'm just about done, Johnny. There's really not been that much happening. It's more what's going to happen, we hope. Um, so, you know, we'll get some, uh, get some results as far as uh, Formula One and, and the uh, proposed budget cap next, uh, next week, hopefully. And uh, everybody will be tuning up, ready for Simmons Plains. Thanks for listening to episode 112, JP, for you for introducing it. And uh, we hope you will join us for what will be, I think, a really good one this Saturday morning, yep. which will probably be up Saturday, Saturday evening, um, from Indy yes. Carb Day with... with- folks and International. International. Uh, just a quick mention to International. The boys did well last weekend. Well, they came um, second again. They came second uh, after a um, uh, some sort of disaster that Brabs had, which I've totally got a mental blank over, and uh, lost about a minute 30 in the pits and could just basically never make it up after that. So, But still very good results. So they're still leading the championship. Boom, boom. That's right. Um, the reason I found out about why they lost a moment was that the onboard computer is... Uh, is uh, is set up to, to take certain communications from the pit 
um, but for some reason it had been uh, a preset had been loaded uh, loaded wrongly. Right. Loaded wrongly. Wrongly. Rated longly. My God, it's only my second glass of wine. It is. And um, it was uh, set to my daily carb intake um, (laughs) as opposed to (laughs) what it should have been. Bloody International Paulie again. You're trying to lose weight. He's not, is he? He is. He's back on the wagon. He's on. He's not on the wagon. You better hope he's not back on the wagon because, you know, when he goes to lose a lot of weight, he gets on the wagon. Could be pretty boring over there. There's a fuel leak from our wingman. There's a fuel with fuel leak. All right, and on that. Note. I know when him on that side. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Good night, viewers. See you, viewers.